0: Hello and welcome to episode 15 of a personal capstone Ulysses and BC epiphanies with your host Thomas Mogan. Today we move on to chapter 15, obviously Circe. Now this chapter was definitely the wildest ride yet so far and one that took a lot of effort and a lot of the Ulysses guide to begin to understand what was sort of happening and wrap my head around it. Watching some of those videos helped me as well and without all these resources I'm not sure I would have picked up on even the major insights even with the sort of theatrical style, the dialogue, the characters kind of listed above their dialogue, um, and the stage directions, took a lot of rereading certain sections and important notes that helped me to understand a great deal more of what went on. Now, this chapter follows Bloom and Steven in a late night in Nighttown, uh, maybe not the nicest or most proper part of Dublin, uh, but one that they both f- happen to find themselves in at this late hour. They spend their time in a brothel with crazy spellbinding apparitions, dreams, well, I don't even know what these things were, appearing in all parts of the chapter, creating insights into their characters and their, some of their motivations. As you know, we learn that it can be said, this chapter sort of rewrites and rearranges the book later on and explains some of the motivations behind some earlier actions or internal monologues that we found in Ulysses. But the moment that sort of sums up the emotions of this chapter and becomes one of, if not the most pivotal moment of the work so far, comes right at the very, very end. After the wild twisting and turning ride that is Cersei, a somber and sobering, if the only sober moment in the last few sections, it's one shared between Bloom and Stephen as Bloom looks and sees Stephen after the long night out and definitively now makes the connection between Stephen and his lost son Rudy. The heading for the character changes from Steven to Rudy, and he's found gazing unseeing into Bloom's eyes. In his free left hand, he holds a slim ivory cane with a violet bow knot. <music> this moment held such power for me in understanding the relationship between the two characters. We've talked about the sonless father and the lost fatherless son so much so far, but this is sort of the, the coming together, the pivotal moment in which it happens. It creates a scene so emotional that was probably my peak of reading Ulysses thus far. There have been some great moments, but this almost felt like a payoff of so much of reading in between the lines on these characters and understanding their motivations that what haunts them. And finally, after the most haunting chapter of them all, we got a moment that we were looking for. Maybe the definitive piece and the connection formed between Stephen and Bloom. When I read this piece and maybe reflected on it a bit later, I thought a lot about mentorship and legacy and kind of what that means. Um, For example, you know, when I first entered a space like Boston College, I knew I would need people to help guide me to a place where I could sort of tread water and survive on my own. But now approaching my last few weeks on campus, I yearn for the opposite, someone to kind of pass down what I know to, to help teach and inspire about really anything, just something associated with BC, stuff on campus, with classes, clubs, career, anything. I can see how Bloom kind of desires that legacy. I can feel the pull to try to have something left behind of my time at BC that lives on beyond just me. My four years might be up, but hopefully I leave something behind mostly I hope to be that person that people think of when they think of someone who sort of epitomizes the BC experience, someone who epitomizes growing and learning and being a man or woman for others at BC. That's what I can hope I can leave. It might be tough, but hopefully it's through the people I've met and those relationships I've made and those impressions I've met that hopefully creates some sort of a legacy for me, even if it's small, even if it's little, that's sort of what I hope to have. And that legacy is a really important factor when reflecting back on my time here at BC. And for Bloom, it's really a legacy that he hopes to leave for life. So thank you for listening to Chapter 15. It's Thomas Mogan. We'll catch you next time.